Welcome back, everyone, to a bonus episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, brought to you by my friend who was on a few months back, maybe even as much as nine months ago. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. <laughs> but I want to welcome back disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie to the show. And real quick, uh, Marky Blassie, before I throw it to you, just so you know, I know you're not on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff, but when your show dropped... A lot of people on our Facebook group were like, when is Classy Blassie coming back? He needs to replace Lance. But on the main, <laughs> when Lance had to fill in, there was a lot of chatter on that. But leave my buddy Lance alone. He's a good dude. He knows his stuff. But anyway, I got to welcome back Classy Blassie to the show. What's going on, bud? Man, what's up, Mike? It's your boy, disrespectfully Classy Mark E. Blassie. Look, everybody, good old... New Orleans rum, spiced edition, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Let's get it, okay? And Mike, can I before we start the show, can we get a uh, a little uh, go Tigers? Goddamn it! <laughs> oh yeah, oh oh, we can get a lot of go Tigers. We we go definitely, tigers. we definitely oh, can get a lot of go Tigers. Wait wait, Mike. Whoa whoa, wait a second. I'm I'm looking at my Twitter feed right now. <laughs> Justin Jefferson just scored another goddamn touchdown on Oklahoma. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> man, he, he he wore out Oklahoma in that semifinal game, man. Holy crap. Bruh, bruh that game God. got uncomfortable. That game got really <laughs> uncomfortable to watch. Like, I felt sorry for Oklahoma, like, in the fourth quarter. I was like, God damn, bruh. <laughs> uh, to, to go along with your name, <laughs> they were yeah. just disrespectful to him. That was disrespectful. Hey, no, see, here's the thing. Okay, if anybody doesn't understand what that means, right, is that game encompasses my name. Because LSU, if y'all notice, they went into, like, prevent, prevent defense, like, the third quarter. They were running the ball. They threw it. Like, Miles Brennan was, like, three of three, okay, Pat, which is ridiculous, okay? And they were trying to be classy, but goddamn, they kept scoring. <laughs> These niggas scored like they had 11 drives. Okay, everybody, I want y'all to realize this. I want y'all to fucking focus on this. They had 11 <laughs> offensive drives. They scored on nine and missed the field goal on one. The punter punted once. That's nuts. Okay, <laughs> that is the that is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. And you telling me they're not the greatest team of all time? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Right? Any fans, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a season! What a season! I mean, what we've won a few titles season. in my lifetime, but what a season! This was, uh, this was, this is the third one they've won in my lifetime, and this one yes. was the best one yet. Oh yeah, hands down. And you know what? So uh, to inform everybody, uh, I I actually in in just like Kevin Nash, Triple H. Vince McMahon, I actually tore my quad clean over the summer. And so, and so during this whole thing, I was watching this season pissed because I actually had tickets to the Florida game and I wanted to go, but I couldn't. And I'm sad I missed all this. But the first time I was actually able to survive a road trip and my leg wasn't stiffened up or anything, I went to New Orleans, the national championship weekend, just for the festivities, right? 
the first thing I do, I'm going to the old New Orleans Rum Distillery, okay? The first thing I do when I get out the car and go to my, one of my favorite restaurants, Sammy's, right, near the distillery, I see their fucking ugly ass purple with that dumb fucking orange tiger claw championship bus. Oh, my God. If I would have had a bottle, I'd have thrown something at it. Ugly-ass piece of shit, tigers. They need to go back to the Southern Gentleman. Okay, that was their original mascot. But no, it wouldn't be the tigers. And they got that dumb-ass tiger that looks like he's high off of fucking meth and, and oxy or something like that. Like, yo, oh, God damn, fuck Clemson. Like, oh, Clemson, son, whatever. Fuck them. All right, so disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie. Uh, we've we've got a lot of Clemson fans out there, and I got nothing against them. I actually, yeah. I actually, I actually thought uh, Dabo was was really classy in his uh, post game press conference. I mean, he, he basically. Was. Yeah. He was very classy. He wasn't like, he wasn't like, oh, we didn't do it. You know, we didn't do this. It wasn't what they did. It's what we didn't. He just was like, look, man, they beat our ass. There's no other way to say it. I mean, they, yeah. they took yeah. it to us. I mean, so yeah. I respect, you know, I respect Dabble for that. He, he, he said, look, they got us. You know, ain't nothing else to say. That's a great team over there. So no, we got a, we got a, we got a lot of, we got a lot of Clemson fans. Josh Fields out there. Uh, don't take anything to heart. Uh, you and yeah, I had some don't. good, good chatter here with that. He's a, he's a, he's a BTT Hall fan patron and he loves the show and uh uh josh uh clemson i tell you what clemson played really good they beat ohio state and uh thank you know god. they they, they thank showed god. thank god they showed they belonged and that's all that matters as we're getting ready to talk some uh classic wrestling finally so yes um yes. all right all right where do you want to start uh marky blast okay so everybody this is how we're gonna do this okay because seeing as i'm a little buzzed and um, I'm not as skilled as you guys uh, when you're a little inebriated doing this. So we're going to go through a little um, fun time talking. And then we're going to get to one match and one match only. It is Flair versus Vader, career versus title, Starcade 1993. And erroneously called the 10th anniversary is actually the 10th Starcade, the 9th anniversary that as one of those pet peeves of mine one of those pet peeves of mine okay so first thing we're gonna do everybody knows i love women love women a whole lot if you don't like women hey that's on you okay? <laughs> but i love women and i love wrestling so when the two mix it's glorious okay so i want to go over a list we're gonna call it since I dubbed it last time, the down, down, up, up list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These are chicks that can go down, down on my up, up. Now, if anybody doesn't get that up, up means your penis. Just means your penis. Okay. Cause it goes up and a girl's mouth should go down, down. Okay. Can we agree on that, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. I follow <laughs> right there with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, now I'm going to start this list off and and there's going to be five chicks and these are current wrestlers. Now, there's three girls that are not going to be on here. They're just Hall of Fame. It wouldn't be fair. OK, one, definitely Sasha Banks. OK, that shit just not fair. It's just not fair. OK, can you agree, Mike? She's on the list all the time. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so if I'm follow, I just want to make sure the people follow. And what you're doing right now is you're going to give your top five. But what you're saying is these three that you're listing right now, which the first one is Sasha Banks. She's she's the one of three that, although she's not in the top five, she's literally above the top five. And yes, I will yes. agree to that. Yes, it's not fair. It's just it's okay. just not fair. Okay. So Sasha Banks, because here's my recipe, guys. Look, give you an idea. I look like, I'm not saying I exactly look like, but my body build is like Keith Lee. I'm about the few inches in the gut less, but like that. Okay. So what I like as a black man, I love legs. I love ass, but I love flexibility. Okay. <laughs> Sasha Banks. If y'all want to know why she does not kill herself with those insane bumps. Okay. is because she's like a fucking wet noodle okay i love it love it if you can't imagine those legs wrapping around your goddamn woo, don't get me started jesus <laughs> okay so, all right so the next the next hall of famer is velvet sky okay whoo a white girl with an ass that shit ain't fair. <laughs> and, and a slutty looking white girl with an ass is kryptonite. You understand what I'm saying? Because here's the difference. <laughs> There's a lot of shit you could do with that white girl and you don't even have to ask her. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> you ain't got to ask to put stuff in places that the normal girl doesn't want to put stuff. You ain't got to ask for the handy at the movies when you go out and watch it on opening night. Okay? That's her. <laughs> okay? Uh. And, then, and this, this is just because I met her in real life, and if you've never met her in person, you don't understand how much of a hard body this girl is. Becky Lynch. Oh, my God. When I say you can bounce a quarter off of any part of her body, and I saw her in all white, regular clothes. Oh, CrossFit Jesus, Seth Rollins. My hat's off to you, brother. I'm drinking one for you, bro. You put a <laughs> ring on that shit, you put, you put five rings on that motherfucker. You lock that down, okay? Because you ain't getting better than that, bro. <laughs> you ain't getting better than that. Okay, so that's the Hall of Fame. That's the Hall of Fame. So let's recap. Uh, above the top five, Hall of Fame, they're better than the top five, basically. You got Sasha Banks, Velvet Sky, Becky Lynch, right? Yes, yes. All right, so, so are you going to count from five to one or one to five when you do the We're going five, five to one. All five right. To, okay, so the first one, okay, Mandy Rose. Guys, got, I like she got something. She got something. Ooh, she 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 got the right curves, and I like blondes. And yo, <laughs> yo, I'm telling you right now, I watched a little of that royal. I actually watched just the Royal Rumbles. I didn't even watch the matches in between because uh, WWE sucks hard right now. Uh, I wish I was in heavy machinery. That's all I want to say. Yo, if she had. <laughs> Yo, if Mandy Rose lands on me and I'm laying down, 
bro, I ain't got to stand up to lift her up. You know what I'm saying? Like, boy, that's just nothing but up, 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 up on that chick right there. Fire and desire. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yo, if I was a woman and straight, I would fuck Mandy Rose. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Mike. <laughs> so the next thing, okay? And now this might be a little controversial, okay? But yet again, I'm an ass man. I'm a leg man, okay? And I, I watch a lot of NXT. I am absolutely infatuated with the Dakota Kai, okay? Her face is like, ooh, right? But boy, mm, if you don't think she could break your dick off with that pelvis, whoo, Lord, I don't even know her makeup. I don't know if she's just white, Middle Eastern. I don't know what the fuck she is. But man, I would get it, get it good, okay? I was pissed when me and him broke her head open, too. <laughs> Did you see any? Do you watch NXT at all, Mike? I, I do. My my biggest problem is we record on Wednesdays usually, so mm -hmm. I'm constantly chasing my tail with it. And like right now I'm behind on it multiple weeks. And here's what always ends up happening. Like to, to be frank with the audience out there, since we don't cover NXT, I, if I don't catch up, I just don't catch up. So then what happens is I catch a takeover and then they kind of recap everything for you during the takeover as leading up to the matches or whatever. So then I'm like, yeah. all right, I've been reset and now I'm in the takeover matches. So I really didn't, I feel like then I don't miss anything. That's kind of my, my routine when it comes to NXT. Yeah, me. so I don't know if you saw that highlight. Me and Yim did like a fucking back suplex on her off of like the stage into like some tables and shit in the production deck. And like Dakota Kai hit the back of her head on the table. Like I cringed when I saw that because I knew she sliced her head open. Right. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah it don't take much it don't take much it yeah, does not it take does. much especially with that especially the skin on your head i mean yes. it's very easy to just rip open yes and i will say okay this is morbid of me to say this but yo as doctors and shit we we have to get pleasure in certain things like the whenever i worked in the er i love doing head lax okay or scalp lacerations everybody because you can use a staple gun and that is like the easiest thing to do. And it's so cool because the reason you have to do that, everybody, is there's so much blood supply to that part of your skin that you have to. You've got to close that shit up. And you can actually either do classic sutures with needles and sutures or there's like an old school technique of actually using hair to sew that shit up. Or you get a staple gun and just like clack, 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 clack on that motherfucker. And the people that are drunk and calling me nigger and stuff like that, yes, that happens in the ER, everybody. Yes, it happens. <laughs> right? For, for, everybody, for everybody who doesn't remember, uh, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie is a medical doctor. Like, he's really yes, a doctor. Really. So he's he's not BSing right here. He's, he's stating experiences as yes. a medical doctor. The man graduated from medical school. So I just want to make yes. that point as you're talking about staple gunning someone's head. Not like I, New Jack would do it, but like a doctor would do it. Yes, I am not making this shit up, everybody. So then I would go slow, you know, because if you do it real fast, right, like you, you will feel like a couple of pinches and that's it. But I would go slow on those like racist assholes. Anyway, anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Right. Okay. So, number three, getting back to lovely women. 
Mike, I don't know if you watch the NWA Power Hour. I don't know if you're keeping up with the NWA. But there is, uh, she was in the Mae Young Classic, I think, the first, like, iteration of it. But Marty Bell. I knew that's what you were about to say. You knew I was going to say that, nigga. Look. <laughs> Look. Oh, my God. I want to use her ass as a pillow. Like, I would have her come to my house, <laughs> have her lay across. I have, like, a sleigh bed. So I would have her lay across where my pillows are and I would use her ass as a pillow. Like I would just eat it and then lay on it. Like, oh, 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 fuck. Like Melina, who is on NWA right now, needs to not be around that chick because Melina looks so busted next to her. Okay. Batista done wore Melina out. That's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. Okay. Drax the Destroyer, my nigga. And Marty Bell, y'all, if y'all haven't checked her out, I love big hair, I love natural hair, and I love fat ass, and I and I like the caramel skin. Oh. <laughs> so good. Um, I have uh I've I've been high on her since her impact days. Uh she Bruh. was an impact years Bruh. ago and and she was something else in impact and Yo. me and Hopper used to always talk about her. Yo, she would get it and get it good. Like if I, uh, like I do family medicine, which means we kind of do everything. Like if I could, if I could have like, if she would just let me have like ten minutes with her vagina, Jesus Christ, she would be hooked. Okay, because guys, if y'all don't know how to eat a pussy or make a girl come with your hand learn learn okay learn how to do the alphabet slowly learn how the girl does it and if you put your finger you only need one finger you only ever need one finger Jesus. okay you only ever need one finger because if you know what you're doing then you're gonna do it right okay now quick physiology lecture the same nerves that cause an orgasm help you pee okay so if you go in and you rub that 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 G spot as they call it if you rub it and compress it just a little you're gonna have little hormones little what we call neurotransmitters leak out a little bit more and it's gonna intensify sensation in that area Woo, man give me 10 minutes okay 10 minutes oh my god like oh okay so that's Marty Bell <laughs> thoughts and prayers dog Yes. Oh Woo. man. God. God damn, we'll take a sip of some uh old New Orleans rum, amber rum right now. Mm. <laughs> okay. So the next, number two. This mm. like I would have to train to go again. Like I feel like I would have to like do more cardio. Okay. Because y'all, I got in shape because of this fucking injury through my therapy. Like I got in shape and shit. Like my cardio is up. Right. And y'all don't hate on triple H or anybody doing steroids to recover from a uh, quad tear because y'all I am working out to increase my bulk. I can walk and shit now, but I have to increase my bulk. It is so fucking hard. So that's, I wish I could juice to do it, but I know the consequences of it. So I don't want to do it, but to be with her, I would juice. This is how hard she goes. Bianca Belair. Yo, hold up. Hold up. Bianca Belair, if y'all have not seen her, 
if y'all that whole EST, Mike, tell me am I wrong? That ass, them legs, all power. She probably lifts both the street profits with her feet. <laughs> okay. She she oh. uh, see and she's she, an SEC girl. What? Yeah, Tennessee. Oh, um, and that weave and that weave dog. Look, you can grab that shit, wrap it around your forehead, yank that fucking head back while you're hitting it from behind. Boy. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> Man, she could go down, down on my up, up any day of the week. If she wants my dick, I will give it to her 24-7, whatever. I will keep my, I'm on call for her. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, she, she's very attractive. Um, I'm not into the whole washboard stomach with women, but man, That's to each their own. That's to to each their own, you know. So, uh, you know, but 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 she's a she's God, she's sexy. Don't get yeah. me wrong. She's sexy as fuck, bro. And don't yeah. wear that kind of red lipstick and shit like that with them lips, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that that just got down down up up written all over it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's <laughs> like you could suck a golf ball through a goddamn fucking garden hose. You know what I'm saying? Like full metal jacket style. You know what I'm saying? Like that's God, nice. damn. Like fuck. Like, uh, every time I see her, and she wave, look, and she swings that hair around. Boy, you saw me. I told you I was at that Phoenix takeover. Oh, god damn! <laughs> like, I, was, I was losing my fucking mind. I was losing my fucking mind, my bro. <laughs> I, I, I believe it. I believe it. No, I believe it. Yes. All right, we we down to number one. So, if all y'all. Listen to the first iteration of Disrespectfully Classy, Mark E. Blassie. You know I like blondes. You know I like skinny white bitches and all that and petite and all that and flexible. She may be in my Hall of Fame in a little bit, okay? In a little bit. I think it's because I haven't met her in person. That's the problem. I've seen her, but I just haven't met her, right? Bruh, Alexa Bliss, let me talk about her for five seconds. Let me talk about her for five seconds. My, the girlfriends I fuck with the most, okay, that I've gone back to. You know you have those chicks you always go back to, like you have no business fucking them. You know they're going to fuck you over, right? Yeah. It's always the spinner bitches. This bitch is short. She got a fat ass. She is blonde. She is ditzy looking. She is flexible. She has the recipes to make a big nigga cry. <laughs> okay? And then she dressed like Harley Quinn. She know I'm in the comic books that some of my bitch. Look, I swear to God, every time I see her, Mike, ooh, look, when I say I will spin her around my dick all night, like all night. Okay, I will take Viagra. Okay, I'll take a Cialis behind that. Okay, I don't know if I need to take prep or some shit like that, like Travada to protect myself from it. I don't know, but I would take it just in case. Okay, because I am not wearing a condom. Oh, God. Okay, I am not wearing a condom at any point in that session. She comes up to my fucking, like, barely, to my, like, right there at my <laughs> chest, nigga. Right? And ooh. You can't that's not fair, Mike. That shit ain't fair. Like she knows oh, she ain't fair. 
right? Like, how you oh. how you do them splits and shit? Like, you was a cheerleader? Why you gonna tell me you was a cheerleader, bro? And you got a little fat ass like that? And you like four foot nothing? Like, no. I could throw you around. I could put your ankles behind your ears. No. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Oh. And now, here's... You know, you know a girl like that probably has a hand that has jerked off some cocks in her day. <laughs> right? Yo, everybody who's listening to this, don't listen to this shit at the office, right? Like, well, I, I think, I it's, to, I think I, it's too I, I late for that. I listen to you crazy assholes at my office. Right? Yeah, yeah, we, we've said that a few times on air. We're like, right. he's sitting there listening to it in his office, so the nurse comes in and is like, what the shit is this? Right, what the shit is this? But I'm the medical director and shit. Like you can't. There's not. There's nothing you can do about it, right? You know. <laughs> but don't listen to shit in your office, and you're not in any kind of power position. Don't listen to this around kids, okay? But this is the truth, okay? Like she. Oh God. Like she could probably, dude. She could probably get you three times, and you not even realize. You'd be like, "What happened? What happened?" Mm-hmm. And then she trap you. Then she trap you. That's the one that'll trap you. Okay, that's one of the reasons she's number one because she'll trap you. Everybody else, I think I wouldn't get trapped by, and that's including Mandy Rose. Okay, I wouldn't get trapped by. You ain't gonna have a baby by me, Alexa Bliss. Mm, I ain't using a condom. I may or may not pull out. If I pull out, it's like real late. Like after that first, you know, you you pull out and then the rest that comes out, like dude. Okay, Jesus. Yeah. Uh. Yes. And no, here's my regimen. Let me tell you my regimen right now. Uh, because along with treating STIs and stuff, I'm all about, you know, basic men's health and stuff. You want to get healthy, you know, man juice and such. You know, I do a combination of ashwagandha, maca root, okay, slurries in my protein shake, okay? Keep the testosterone up. Your testosterone is more is most potent when you wake up in those first few hours that you wake up. Okay, that just happens to be when I like to get it, get it, like to get it. Okay, (laughs) she ain't gonna survive if she's sleeping in my bed, and then all of a sudden, like, out. I ain't putting on a condom, Mike. I'm not. I'm just not. Okay. Now, prayers, dog. I ain't like Harper. I ain't gonna have a, a chick like piss everywhere. <laughs> oh, God, you so you've listened. You listened to the Squirter episode. Jesus, oh, Lord. I, sure, I sure did. I sure did because no, because this is what I, I I don't like squirters. I hate squirters. Okay, all right. I absolutely hate because there was a moment in my life. I so in my younger days before I was disrespectful, I was just sort of kind of classy, right? I used to get hotel rooms in med school for me and my boys in New Orleans, right? So, like, New Year's was lit for us. So, you know, if we picked up a chick or something like that, you know, we had a rule coming into a room. Because I used to get, like, a sweet and shit. You know that double tree by the uh, Harris Casino and shit? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, anybody who's ever stayed there, all right? Disrespectfully classy Marquis Blassie is probably marked one of them rooms you, you might have been in. That's okay? nice. Right. Just to warn you. 
Okay, and the Four Points Sheraton on Bourbon Street is another one too. Just just to throw that out there. And we get a chick, you know, might get a couple of rats coming through, you know, a little groupie action, right? So there's a rule. You come into my room, we had Crown Royal sitting there. You take a shot when you come in. That was the whole weekend because I usually just came down for Mardi Gras on New Year's. So you coming in, we getting lit, okay? And that's guys included, right? So if you trying to fuck, okay, with me and one of my boys, and it used to be just two of us in there, right? Yo. I might pull a little closet man action, be like, hey, you want a little threesome, right? And then some girls say, no, okay, that's it. I'm out. I'm going to watch them some fucking family guy or some shit. But if you down with it, ooh, you about to get two black dicks, right? And so this one bitch was, was not forthcoming. And I started diddling around, doing what I do, being disrespectfully classy on that pussy. Eating it. Good lord. And then all of a sudden she squirted. No. no. That shit and you know, you know the sound that that the water makes when you go underwater in the swimming pool? It's just like yes. right. That's what it sounded like. And it was just like all the shit. And then me <laughs> being medically trained, it's just like, why the fuck you doing that? Because everybody, sorry to tell you, that is diluted piss. In mucus. <laughs> okay. There is no such thing as true squirting. Okay. Because guys, guess what? The Egyptians figured out human anatomy. Right. We pretty much picked everything out. By the time of 2000. Okay. If we knew there was ejaculatory glands in, in females. Right. We'd have known it by now. Okay. That is your fucking dilute piss, mucus, and vagina juice. Oh. Ugh. Okay? I got I mad. Can't. I can't take it. That's just gross. Oh, that's mad. terrible. I mad. I got mad, right? But I'm not a cock blocker. I'm a champ, okay? We're going to get off. You're going to do that to me? Well, at least I'm going to get off, okay? That didn't end the night. But afterwards, I... I had my boy call the taxi for her and pay for it because I didn't bring that chick to the house. So guess what? That's your responsibility. I'm trying to go to that crystal on fucking Bourbon Street because I'm hungry and I don't know where else to go and I got to stumble somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's just gross. Good God. Oh, I know. hard pass. I know. See, see hard this, pass. Is, this is not only a wrestling bullshit podcast where we talk about all kinds but this is medical education about the human anatomy and physiology sir yes you just okay. cleared up what 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 I'm harper was experiencing i'm clearing it up okay yeah. because guess <laughs> what 99 percent of women would squirt if it was an actual thing uh like, oh. i don't know why there's even a debate oh I can't, even, I can't. Harper grossed me out, and this is grossing me out even more when he told us. Let it go. <laughs> Let it do it. Okay. Now, I will say, here's here's some weird things. This is just now, this is just a Marky Blassie thing, right? Okay. There's everybody, and you will agree with this, Mike. There's there's chicks you would fuck, but you wouldn't tell anybody else. But I'm drunk and nobody knows me, so I'm gonna tell you who I'd fuck. But I understand why you wouldn't fuck them, right? Um I met Nia Jax in real life. 
right? And I was like, I know I could get her, and I want to fuck her, too. But it'd be after a few times, and I'd really just want to get WrestleMania tickets, right? But I know I'd be roped into that relationship. And then I wouldn't want to fuck over any Samoan ever, because I know that'd be like something broken. I'd have torn my quad years ago. <laughs> Boy. So Nia, Nia Jax is on that butter list for me. You asking you ask for trouble if you mess her over. Yes, yes, right. You in it to you, you in it or you not in it. Like I ain't fucking with none of them dudes. Okay. <laughs> yes, right. sir. Right. And then the second one. This this is one because because she's she's in shape and because of her tight, she not has a nice ass and nice legs and stuff. Not really. They just thighs and stuff. But her face is just like God damn. Right. It's Bailey. Like, I like Bailey. I like Bailey as a wrestler. I love Bailey as a wrestler. Like, I think she's the female Ricky Morton. And um, WWE is totally wasting her. Right. But, oh, God. Like, uh. <laughs> like she's terrible. Right. And, and don't you love, Mike, don't you love the fact that WWE is giving Charlotte Flair the fucking uh, China treatment? Like, they're giving her tits. They're giving her like face work and shit like that to make her appealing because she looks too much like Ric Flair. <laughs> I I can't like I don't want anybody. Like, we got a very large audience, so I don't want this to come off the wrong way. Um, for me and people know who I am, and and I don't I don't want to be tagged with yeah, shaming. Don't, don't, um, don't. so like here's what I'll say: she's just not my type. Like. And that's not saying anything bad. I just, it just doesn't do it for me. And, and who are we talking I, about I, Bailey or Charlotte Flair? Charlotte. Um, and here's, yes. here's the other thing. Yes. Here's, here's the other thing in general. Now this isn't just for Charlotte. This is for me, most of the, the women on the roster that drives me up a wall with the WWE. They over, they put way, way too much makeup on these women. For, yes. for any like that's a in in first for Charlotte that's that is even more of a problem for me because it's almost like they they just ridiculously overdo it and it's just overkill and I used to couldn't stand Alexa Bliss because of that I was like why do they put all this cake batter all over her face she don't need it and yeah, that's the thing that drives me she doesn't oh fuck yeah so like like when you ask that about charlotte that's my thing with her more than anything it's like like i guess that's what they're they may do it because they're trying to get her to not look like flair but i mean that's his kid so i mean i don't you know i don't know how much you can really do that but she's just they just overdo it with the damn big makeup time. on her big time and and let me add this in Everybody who may be a little sensitive, this is just me talking as a primitive male. This has nothing to do with their personalities or anything like that, because we all know if one of these chicks was like one of the worst human beings on earth, that really does not make you attractive to a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is purely just I'm looking at them from a purely I'm a gorilla caveman. <laughs> okay. 10-4. Okay? Right, right. This and this is all we're doing. Okay, 
But I agree Amen. with you. There, there should be that much because there's so many of them that have such natural beauty. Yeah. That's what gets me. That's what gets yeah. me. Yes. Yep. And and like a Mandy Rose probably does need to airbrush herself, right? But a Bianca Belair does not need to wear a lipstick. I know that's kind of part of her gimmick, but she doesn't need to wear makeup at all. Nope. <laughs> She don't. There's a bunch of them that don't, man. That Sasha is. don't. A bunch of them don't. They, they don't need it. And they overkill. Like here, and here's the difference. You know, you talked about Marty Bell. L look at how little, I mean, she's got it on when she's on NWA Power, but she doesn't look like a yes. damn clown made up. Nope. No, she doesn't. No, sir. So no, I'm with sir. you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. And then the last one, the last one is weird because, um, you know, I I know I know a lot of dental not DDSs and dental professionals, right? Y'all probably know just because I said that. Britt Baker. Um it's just because I know a lot of them because there's a lot of med schools that are that have interactions with them because we kind of do a lot of classes like gross anatomy and stuff. And I know how they can be. That's why she does it for me. Plus, she has legs for days. Woo! <laughs> I don't know why the fuck Rio is the champion in America. Britt Baker can't cut a promo. But goddamn, she could have that belt. But that's all I'm saying. But I can get why people don't like it. Anyway, that's it with that. That's it. Y'all, that's it. I had to get that out. I had to get that testosterone out. Yeah, okay. we just spent 40 minutes on it. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> so get and us then, moving to the other topics. You wanted to talk yes, about yes, NWA. Yes. yes. So, okay. So the next thing. I think the two best shows on TV right now are NWA and NXT. But before I really dive into that, Mike, I want to I wanna give you a big props up. Okay, and this is as a guy who lived in Louisiana and and essentially lived, trained, and currently work in the Mid South Territory. The fact that JYD is not in the fucking Hall of Fame is ridiculous. I'm talking about for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame is ridiculous. I really appreciate you and Brian Les really going over that because I have a low opinion of Dave Meltzer. Um, as a true critic of wrestling and an analyst of wrestling, because if you can't see the impact of that human being on the world of wrestling, I've got family members who tell me all the time that they say, I don't watch the stuff now, but I remember the days of the junkyard dog. That's the first thing they say is junkyard dog. Okay, and I'm talking about people in their 60s and 50s and 40s. That's what they say. You know, if I play a Mid-South show now on the WWE Network in my house, people will sit down and watch and want me to fast forward to when the dog is on the show. Okay, so Mike, thank you. And I hope we make an exception. I hope the wrestling community will make a push. For that because that is a gross a gross <laughs> you know mishandling of the uh, of the junkyard dogs legacy 
And fuck it's, Dave Meltzer for ever calling him the junk food dog. It's absurd that he's not in the Wrestling Observer <laughs> Newsletter Hall of Fame. It, it kills me. It, it, it fucking kills me. It fucking kills because and and that's Dave and and that and it truly means that and 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 listen and for his WWE career, listen to the stories of Hulk Hogan saying how much he would have him on the card because he was so over, right? Like you will say he didn't have great matches in WWE. None of them did. Okay. None of them did. What are the main matches from the golden age in the eighties, Mike? Like Steamboat, Macho. Actually, it's any match with the Macho Man after WrestleMania three, right? Mm-hmm. Warrior Hogan, perfect in somebody, and that's really it, right? Yeah, but he was over. Like everybody who was on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling TV show, that cartoon was were the most over people in that company, and JYD was in there. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, I beat that drum so much that I'm tired of beating it. Almost. Uh, that's why we did the episode. Hopefully, it you know it got a lot of traction. I can tell you that, and hopefully Good. the the people out there who who uh, can who who can influence him getting in i'm not a voter brian is um yeah they they'll decide yeah. to to get him in because it's it's ridiculous it's and stupid that he's not in and that's that's <laughs> i mean i literally can't say anything else about him not being in other than to say and and, and like here's the thing i you know for people out there because i had a lot of people come at me on twitter like well you do realize melter doesn't do, it's not just melter I know it's not just Melter. I know it's other voters, too. And I've had conversations with other voters about this. But point being, like, I hope we influence the voters with our show that we did. And uh, that's it, man. He needs to be in there. There's no other way to say it. And, and my last argument to that is if there's a guy that I can't pronounce his name, pronounce his name from Japan because he did all this shit ever. And I've never heard of him because he was only in Japan. Then motherfucker. The JYD is in there. The end. The end. Because to this day, you have half of the population who in, in New Orleans who gives a fuck about wrestling. Actually, in the South, even in Mississippi, they're like, the first thing they say is junkyard dog. That's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. That's wrestling. Okay. Wrestling is about getting over. And if you're, I don't give a fuck about how good a match you are. Unless people are drawn to the fucking building to see that match because of a star, hence why Hulk Hogan is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, because he was a draw, then guess what? He's in the Hall of Fame. And Junkyard Dog is it. Is it? If he was still alive, he'd be in. If, but since he died early, he's not. Fuck Dave Meltzer. In that, and yeah, you're right. There's a lot of voters in there, so I'm kind of including them. So that's just me being a southerner. There you go. Okay. I hear you, man. Okay, so I want to talk about this. So the best two shows for wrestling right now in America, everybody. Okay, if you like real studio wrestling storyline development, stars being made, etc., there's two. Shows NXT is to me the best one, hands down. 
NXT is the best because they take people that I have not seen before that I'm I don't have time to look at all these fucking indie federations and shit, right? Like a lot of people do. Okay, and they bring them in and they present them in the right light. Okay. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, William Regal, fucking Albert, and all those guys back there, and a lot of other people back there. That show is amazing. Okay. That show has it on point. True. So I've got a lady friend. Got a lady friend. When I was hurt, our routine was to watch AEW and NXT. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on, hold on, wait. You got a lady friend that's a wrestling fan? No, 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 no. She wasn't a lady. No, she was not a wrestling fan. Okay. Not a wrestling fan. But I got her into wrestling. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah. And she hates AEW. I don't even say anything. I don't do all this marky talk and shit like that. Because everybody knows I'm the mark of marks, right? So I don't talk mark to her. I talk just hey i'm into it because that's how i watch wrestling right just like you might i'm watching it to see hey are you drawing me in right and she a lot of times she was like please turn to nxt right and it's because she got into adam cole she got into keith lee she is obsessed with the velveteen dream this Past week when he came back, she lost her shit. Right, he's a star. Lost he he he's a star. He is he's a, a star. He's a star. He's a star. Now, whenever we watch AEW, she remembers Chris Jericho, okay, but she can't like private party, right? She can't get into him because, mind you, she is you know like average size lady you know she's black so she got a thick thighs and all that and she's like i whenever she's like i feel like i could beat his ass you know what i'm saying like you know when she's just like i'm not into like the marco stunt stuff i don't think people realize how much that shit is stupid right she is like i i don't get it i i don't what what is this okay the only thing she really likes is chris jericho and uh orange cassidy just because how ridiculous it is okay and she looks at nxt and she's like holy fuck okay she she started remembering their names on nxt okay she was like velveteen dream she was like the tomaso guy or she was like the alex strong like she was like i like undisputed air like she was getting into all that and that should tell you because they present the wrestlers they, I don't like the format they do with the raw type shit, but the fact that they emphasize the wrestling and the actual sports-like presentation of it, which AEW tries to do, even though all they're doing is early 90s, late 80s WCW with the rankings because they're trying to do the NCAA football rankings. If y'all didn't notice that, and it's stupid because <laughs> you can't it's- book that shit. That's it's dumb. And the I, pay- I, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I can't. The AEW is hard to watch. I, uh, look, I, if you're out there and you like AEW, more power to you. That's the beauty of America. Free country. Go enjoy what you enjoy. 
so that I don't sound like the guy on the, you know, yelling at clouds. I've made my statement about it on the show. I just can't watch it. And that's like, I don't, there's no other way for me to say it because yes. then I start sounding like, and I, and I love him. Then I start sounding like Cornette and I, I'm, that's not my goal. I don't want to sound, I don't want to be angry. <laughs> like yes. in yes. life, I do like, I don't want to be angry in life. So if something angers me, I just don't give it attention. And that's AEW for me. So I stay away and don't get me wrong. When people show me clips that are interesting, I go, Oh, that's cool. Like the MJF thing with Cody. I mean like, Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But for me to dedicate two hours of my life weekly to it, I got a wife and two kids and, and a full-time job. <laughs> uh, I, I literally will watch something else with my wife on television and watch, they watch that. So I, I just, that's it. Yeah. You know, more power to I them. Agree. I hope they make it because if yes. they are in business, yes. that's better for the wrestling business as a whole. It's another company, and that you know yes. helps yes. helps all the wrestlers out. And I want the wrestlers to earn a living doing it. Uh, right. It's just in the words of Hard Body Hopper, it's just not for me. Yes, yes, and everything Hard Body said on those clips and stuff, out and all the shows and everything were so dead on. And you're right, Mike. Like I want AEW to survive. I really do, because all those people who bust their ass every day, taking bumps for five people, 20 yep. people, 300 people hurting themselves and nobody and, and nobody knows about it, you know, and they have debilitating arthritis, or et cetera, because of it. I want them to be able to get on TV and get a job and get a living and doing what I what doing all of us love to watch and what they love to do. Okay. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. There's nothing against AEW as far as like wanting them to be there. It's just not for me because I come from an age and you too, Mike. I want to believe that these are combat warriors. I want to believe that these are the superior athletes. I want to believe that I can make an argument that this world champion could beat the UFC or the W. Or the WBC, you know, the boxing champions and stuff like that. But this kind of shit makes it hard. So that's why I don't watch it. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I'm, I, I just, I can't, man. Like, there's just stuff on there that just defies logic. And for me, it kills the entire show. And that's why, look, if you enjoy it, there are, we have a lot of listeners that that like AEW, and I just want to tell them: you listening to this, great. It's your yeah. two hours a week. Enjoy it and support it, and by all means, go spend money on it and have fun enjoying what you enjoy. I say that all the time in this world: have fun enjoying what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, yes. It just like it's not for me, and and again, just I don't want to sound like corny and and you know have a heart attack every week. So we just don't even <laughs> talk about it ever. I mean, I I'm I, I legitimately worry that, you know, and part of the time I think he's, you know, working a little bit, but then other times I know he's not. Uh, I just, I hope he doesn't have a heart attack or a stroke <laughs> getting so upset over it. Because uh, he goes off. It's 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 a little scary at times from his point. So everybody, everybody, you know, full disclosure, if you heard the first episode, I'm part of the cult of Cornette. I have the certificate. I have a bunch of things signed by him and shit like that. But I agree with you. I feel like Brian Last, like whoever decided to say, hey, you need to watch both these shows every Wednesday, <laughs> they had 
Yo, that nigga's gonna have a coronary. Like, bruh. Cornets, bruh. Yo, like you gonna eat you gonna eat too many burgers with extra cheese and them like what what is it? Like the sloppy Lucy, whatever the fuck they make in Kentucky. Like, god damn, like he loses his shit with every time he watches Kenny Olivier. Okay. He's going to have a stroke, man. And here's the thing. Yeah. He's in good He's in good shape right now, like, as far as his weight goes. I mean, I, I obviously don't know what his cholesterol and blood pressure is, obviously. Yeah. But, but, like, yeah. weight-wise, he's he's doing really well. But it's just scary listening to him uh, talking about AD, AEW every week. I like It's like, oh, corny, slow down. Right. You're going to hurt yourself. And, and you know what? And one thing I will say, I think I agree with him with the Dave. I, now, I don't think he should just say, fuck you to Dave Meltzer. Um, but Dave Meltzer's love obsession of Kenny, o, Kenny Omega is ridiculous. Like, dude, the whole point of psychology, if you have to explain the psychology and say why you don't get it, that means the psychology is not good. You see what I'm saying? I get Okada is great. I look at him. He is great in the ring. But my problem is you can't spam your finishing moves all the time. You can't go 60 minutes all the time with everybody. And at some point, you have to be realistic, okay? I can understand if a guy holds a, a, a fucking, what we call in air quotes, a rest hold for 10 minutes. Because this is what boxers do. Boxers feel each other out. They look at each other. Same thing with wrestlers. They're trying to find that weak point in their technique and take advantage of it. That's what it is. But if you drop a nigga on his head from the top rope, that's the end of the goddamn fucking match. Because in real life, niggas who die, who like are fucking falling on the crown of their goddamn head, come in my ER and they're getting fucking neurosurgery. Football players who go crown to crown, helmet to helmet, one of them, if not both, their fucking spines are crushed. And they're getting and they're getting a steroid shot in their fucking spine to relieve the swelling so they're not paralyzed from the waist down. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you've gotta be at some point, you've gotta be realistic. And I think a lot of things in wrestling, we've gotten away from that realism of okay, yes, these dudes are athletic. But they're still human. And I don't want to hear them say, hey, I got you. You can leap over me and do whatever, yada, 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 fucking a la Will Ospreay Ricochet. Because I don't like Ricochet. I don't like Will Ospreay. I, I don't. I just don't. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, I hate that shit. Okay? Like, god damn. <laughs> God, I, like him. I, I respect. Here's, here's, here's my thing, and I don't know how much, I don't know how much more you want to talk about AEW, but here's my thing. Yeah, um, no, guys like Osprey and and Kenny Omega, I actually respect like their athleticism and, and the things they can do, but I feel like the, one of the problems with like a guy like Meltzer or or other people who are fans, they can't separate the fact like they they have trouble being independent observers and saying, look. I respect the fact that this guy's athletic and can do all these crazy things, but what they do in the ring just isn't for me. Like nobody, yeah. it's like it's like the 
guys like him, Meltzer, they're afraid to say that. I, I don't know why, but it's just kind of the thing. And for me, I, I say that about all these guys who are like super athletic and can do things that, you know, the guys in the era that we grew up watching could never do. Yeah, they're great athletically, but there's there's also a point of diminishing returns with that nonsense. Like, And that's my problem with when I watch some of the stuff on AEW that's that's even quote unquote competitive, um, not necessarily trying me trying to down the Marco Stun or anybody like that. It's just, and so I don't know. Omega's just eh, Osprey. They they're great athletically. They can do a lot of stuff, but I'm not emotionally invested, and that's what I like about wrestling. I want to be emotionally invested. You know, MJF makes me emotionally invested. Cody makes me emotionally yes. invested. Yes. Um, you know, Chris Jericho emotionally invested, emotionally invested in things. And I just think they got a bunch of other people in that fed that can't, you know, lock me in or hook me emotionally. And I, I just, uh, it's just, yeah. Eh, yeah. you know, yeah. that's it. Whereas well, with NWA power and NXT, I do get that emotional investment with, with exactly. not everybody, but not everybody, but more than I would get from AEW. And I say that, like I said, saying what I said a few minutes ago or 15, 20 minutes ago saying, I really don't watch AEW anymore. I see clips, but that's it. I don't, I don't sit down to watch yeah, it two hours at, a week. At most, I see clips and, and, and you're absolutely right because, you know, because yet again, everybody, the best two shows are NWA power and NXT NWA power one, just because they're just all old school studio wrestling too. I, I love watching it right now because they are recreating a style that nobody is trained in anymore where you have to be on your shit on video and you can't do the same little like, hey, come here, come here. Like you can hear people say spots and shit. You just go out and do it. Right. Yeah. And you slowly get invested in shit. Right. Like, honestly, if nobody's been watching the show. One, I've never heard of like okay, what's his name? Tim Storm and all them. Like, I've never heard of half of those dudes. I'm into Eli Drake. I see Aaron Stevens. I'm into that shit. The whole question mark shit. Like, that's a goofy fucking gimmick, but that's just like Jimmy Valiant and stuff. But I'm invested in it, you know. I'm a Mama Storm fan, and I've seen her on the screen like twice. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I'm all in that. But you know what? I'm I get it because I'm a mama's boy just like that. I get it. The Rock and Roll Express coming on there. You get a little, you know, you get a little thunder from that. Okay, it's like okay, you got old school, you got homicide and all that. Like the promos are real. They fuck up. They fuck up, and they try to recover. Just like what y'all do, and y'all point that shit out, but you notice how they like instantly recover. You see a lot of it. And then with Marty Bell and Thunder Rosa and Melina, I'm actually invested in that shit because I'm just like, oh, wait, why? Melina, stop giving Marty Bell shit. Oh, Thunder Rosa. Oh, she won the title. Oh, shit. Melina, what you going to do? Like, I'm in that shit. Ricky Spark, like, I'm into the new talent. And I have never been more into Trevor Murdoch ever, ever in my life until this point now. Okay. Because I'm like, damn, that's a blue collar motherfucker. Yeah, he's it's a blue collar motherfucker. He's gonna get down. He's gonna he's gonna wear you down. He's got the fat gut, 
You know, I can relate to it. Big gut, but he wearing the tights. He's just going to beat your ass, right? Yep. He's going to hit you with the bulldog. That's it. It's done. And then they bring out the TV title. Great. Oh, fuck. Okay, we got a whole nother division. Aaron Stevens with the fucking national heavyweight title. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so good to see that kind of stuff. And I can't wait till the next. Like, I'm going to watch that shit after we done with this show because I love seeing that. You know, hey, and, let me let me and let me and tell I you actually, one more one more ahead. thing about it. One more thing about it. One hour a week. Mm. Perfect. Built in Perfect. advantage. They give you Perfect. one hour a week. That's it. Okay. I mean, they give you you don't have to fill up, you know, too much time. It's one hour a week. And and I, I there is something that's always been great about a one hour wrestling show, because at the mm -hmm. end of that hour, at the end of that hour, you you always want more, and you look forward to the next week. And then I ain't gonna lie. Look, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, the other thing I think I love about them, other than because you're right, one hour I want to watch it next week. It's a cliffhanger. I'm in it. Like, I get home. I'm not in clinic on Tuesdays, but I do everything else like nursing home, hospice, all this other stuff. Now I get home, I can have a little bubbly, I can have a little scotch or something like that, a little old New Orleans rum, and I sit down and I can watch that shit. And then some wacky, dumbass commercial will come on there and it will just have me cracking the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like hubcaps and tire irons, no, no, tire irons and pancakes from Paducah, Kentucky. And... <laughs> Right, or Austin Idol's fucking wrestling school and shit. Like, that's the silliest shit I've ever heard. Like, it's it's so perfect. The one thing I don't like, though, about the show is they changed their theme song. I like the fact that they were using um, the old 80s fucking song and now they come into to the fire. Like, hard rock shit. And it was just like, uh, this doesn't kind of go with the show. Yeah, the 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 original was better. I agree. Oh, I see the original. The Into the Fire was Into the Fire. Better. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. And just I agree to tell with you how much of a mark I am, you know, I don't get pay per views often. Uh, I have the WWE Network, so I get those pay per views. Don't those don't count? But I I willingly pay for NWA's um, pay per views, and actually. Uh, my lady friend actually wants to go to a taping of it. And that's another thing. It's just like that kind of enclosed old school taping, like all the other studio shows. She's like, I want to go to that because I see, you know, Santa Ball in there and I see all these other people in there just having a good time. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I want to be a part of that. And remember, with ECW, that's what Paul Heyman was aiming for. It's like, I want to be there. You know, you know, uh one of our Hall of Fame patrons, uh Half Pint on Twitter, Marlon Miller, he he's been to a bunch of the tapings and uh I agree. It's it's everybody, you know, they they're all there having a good time. Nobody's trying to hijack the show and well maybe they are and they just edit it out. I don't know, but uh it doesn't appear that way. But yeah, man, people are there, want to have a good time. It's got a, Here's 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 the last thing last thing I'll say about it and I don't, I don't know when you're ready to move on from it, but here's the last thing I'll say that I, I like. I think not only do the old school fans like dig it, but I think it's it's still modern enough with the with the younger guys they have and younger lady women yes. that they have yes. where the where the young fans can get into it too. And I think 
I think that's big because, you know, you can you can cater to a certain audience. The problem is you you don't want to just cater to the old audience because you need to grow your audience as well. And the easiest way to do that is to get younger, younger fans into it. So, you know, that's what I want to say about it, too. And so, yeah, I totally agree. And and yet again, if y'all have not watched the YouTube show, get on NWA Power. That shit is awesome. If you like old school wrestling, this is it. Like, get it. Like, get on there. The fuck ups, all that. And then, what's her name? Camille with uh, Nick Aldis in Strictly Business. Woo! She's no. Ooh, she get it. She get it. <laughs> he thick. She about number seven or eight. She get it. She go down, down on my up, up, but, <laughs> but no. So, all right. So the next thing is, so last thing about AEW, cause, cause my, I, I just want to be consistent with these shows. I want to have continuity, right? Because people, this is the age of meta and all that other bullshit. And people can't just watch a fucking show or listen to a show and just get over shit. Right. When I said to you, if AEW and couldn't run with the Dustin Cody angle for a year, fuck AEW. Okay. I meant it. And what did we talk about? Neither one of us is watching, really watching that shit. Okay. Yeah. The heat, the power that they had off of that Cody Dustin Rhodes match was all fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And they wasted it. So this is how I rebook it, okay? This is how I rebook it, Mike. And and tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if you want to add something else, okay? The ad the Adam Page experiment is not working right now. If anybody likes Adam Page, I get why you like Adam Page because I can dig at Adam Page. His in ring work is very. He is like the Hulk Hogan of indie wrestling. He's got the same moves every fucking match, which does not get over now. And they, but they don't make sense, right? A big dude like that, not a buckshot lariat, is gangster. That little shooting star press he does to land on somebody makes no fucking sense. That big backflip he does off the top rope into the fucking wherever. And lands on his feet doesn't make sense. All that looks like to me as a doctor is your knees are going to need to be replaced before you're 40. (laughs) Okay. And it doesn't add any heat to it. Okay. This is how I would have booked that shit. And this is how that shit would have got over. So have Chris Jericho beat Adam Page. There's no change in that. However, the Cody Dustin match had the whole wrestling world on fire. Leading into Young Butts, Bucks, well, fuckable, Young Fucks versus the Rhodes. They lose the match. Dustin should have kicked Cody in the balls. Got on the mic, looked at that dude, and said, See, motherfucker, you ain't a Rhodes. You ain't tough. You's a little bitch. If I had somebody else, I'd have won. I'd have had Dustin pair with some other big heel 
that they wanted to go against Adam Page, right? And beat the Young Bucks. I'd have had Cody be so pissed off at Dustin because everybody wants to go behind Cody. So that's your baby fake. There's there's your heat reversal right there, right? It was just like Brent Owen when he kicked his knee off his knee, <laughs> whatever the fuck he said, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, going into the first episode of Dynamite, you've got brother versus brother. Everybody can understand that. Even as men, I've got best friends. We've had heat before. Brother versus brother. Okay, I get it. You got to work it out. Have them fucking go at it. Have them fucking just kill each other. You could have drugged that out. Because I know I know, Cody learned from Dusty, but Dusty is good. You get one little bit of heat, he'll extend it out for at least three to five months on the house circuit. So fucking extend that out. Imagine the matches you could have had if Dustin Rhodes, the natural, hooked up with Pac or Pac the Bass or whatever the fuck you pronounce it, right? Going against Cody. And then Cody said, well, I thought I needed my brother, but now I need somebody meaner, nastier, whatever. It is Adam Page. Now you got your baby faces there. Bring that in. John Moxley, right, comes in with all the heat in the world, former Intercontinental, WWE champ, fucking all the indie heat in the world, fucking is champ in, in New Japan, fucking off the chain on the mic. Jericho could have went off of that. From day one, you can extend that shit for a whole year. Have Jericho go over on Moxley, right? But have Moxley get screwed over in the end by somebody else, and you just bring him into a whole nother thing. Meanwhile, MJF, right, sticks with Cody and is and is really hating Dustin, is hating Pac, has hating all these people, but he's still a little, like, tweener heel, kind of like Michael Hayes, okay? And then all of a sudden, you come around, you just come around and around again, and then all of a sudden, you got Cody beating Dustin finally, saying, motherfucker, this is a new age, I'm this shit, you are not a Rhodes, I'm the fucking Rhodes. Okay, and then all of a sudden you got okay. The next step, I'm going after the world title. You got a year of heat. You got that Moxley, right? Moxley bringing in that that modern WWE heat to that fucking AEW title. You got Chris Jericho putting all that juice into the title. Then Cody beats him at some big fucking pay per view in late spring, mid summer. Okay. And then you have MJF fucking betray him then. That take you through a whole nother fucking year. A whole nother fucking year. Right? <laughs> because you look at AEW, they don't even have MJF on there. And you don't need him on there. He don't. You really don't. Right? But if you had all that shit, you're saving yourself a lot of trouble. You can have Cody go against Kenny Omega and all that other shit. You can have all that. And then you can still have Adam Page fucking cooking. Okay? 
But then Chris Jericho comes back out of nowhere at the next big pay-per-view, and he's like, you know what, Cody, give me one more shot. I get my rematch, you little motherfucker. I get, I get one more shot. Give me that rematch. All right. And he wins the belt back. Right? Wins the belt back. And then Cody's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm either going to beat you and be the champ, or I'm going to lose and I can never go after the title. That's two years down the line, bro. And they wasted that fucking storyline. They wasted that goddamn storyline, and it wasn't even but a month into that goddamn show, bro. Okay? Yeah, I, I see. I, it's been so long since I watched it. Like, I can't even go beyond the first month of of this show, but I agree with you. That was very compelling, the Dusty Cody thing that they did at the pay-per-view. And it's been so long since I watched it. I feel like I don't even remember how it even all ended. I don't, it just, uh, it makes my, like I said, and I don't want to sound like the guy yelling at the clouds. It's just, it just don't do it for me. Yeah, and you know, and and I'm I'm gonna say this, and and I'm I'm just as the 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 patron, or let me say the patron of patrons, the, the, <laughs> la, la patron. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like like Jericho the, says, la champion. You are la patron. <laughs> I'm the champion of champions. <laughs> I am not speaking for anybody on PTT podcast proper, okay? I'm speaking as disrespectfully classy Mark E. Blassie, okay? So if you have a thing about me saying something against AEW, whatever, okay? Let me tell y'all something. Marco Stunt, Private Party, Young Bucks as a whole, okay? Um, a lot of these dudes. Y'all... The fact that I think I could beat the shit out of all of them in my condition right now with a with a newly healed quad is a problem. You see what I'm saying, guys? Because honestly, as much as people shit on the WWE, which I do, Seth Rollins could probably beat my ass right now. Okay? Because that's an athletic motherfucker. Marco Stunt, nigga, let me tell you something about a Marco Stunt. I will eat that motherfucker alive. Nigga, Orange Cassie, I'll rip that dude a new asshole. I don't give a fuck, okay? Yo, at some point, you got to realize, yes, it shit's predetermined and all that. Who gives a fuck? I want to believe these dudes can beat the shit out of me. Guys, Rio is not a women's world champ. Shayna Baszler looks like she has a dick. And she can beat my ass. And I outweigh, <laughs> I'm double her weight. And she could beat my ass. Okay? That's Shayna Baszler. Okay? Now, even when I say I want to have sex with Becky Lynch, I think Becky Lynch will whoop my ass. Okay? Rio, I feel like I could whoop her ass right now. I'm not saying I, I promote beating women or nothing like that. But she does not look intimidating. Okay? Especially when she's against... Of another woman like twice her size, and she looks like she's barely hitting her. Come on now, I know chicks down my street right now named Felicia that can whoop her ass. <laughs> That's just me. That's true, right? You know I'm not lying, Mike. You know I'm not uh, lying, Mike. I, I'm no, I, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> you you will not hear an argument from me on this issue. Now, now I kind of agree with Jim Cornette. I mean, you know, I ain't saying Kenny Olivier is fucking her, but. But 
Hey, he lived in Japan for a long time. I mean, that might just be his thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it might be. I I, I don't know either. <laughs> I know? like I like look look look. I like fat in certain places, and I like girls with thick ham bones. I'm just saying. I I don't know. And Rio ain't it, especially when you got like Awesome Kong and what's her name Nyla Rose and shit hanging around. And it's just like, and I know Nyla Rose is transgender, and it's just like at that point you got to even make it more real. Because yeah. I know there's a certain level level of testosterone going through her, and you look like the size of her thigh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's one thing. See, here's the thing. During that match I saw with Nyla Rose versus uh, uh, Rio for the title, it was like it looks like none of those strikes, nothing Rio is doing is working. When Seth Rollins was going against Brock Lesnar, when that nigga did a curb stomp through the goddamn table, it was like, ooh, Brock Lesnar's head hurt after that. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Bruh. <laughs> I can see why he could beat him. You know? When you curb stomp a nigga into a fucking ground, guess what? That's blunt force trauma. Okay? Mm. Right? Like Rio, if it's like I know she's an adult and shit, but I feel like I would never have sex with her because if I got on there, like I'd be charged with like fucking assault and attempted murder. Like the, the, the blunt force trauma might kill her. Hmm. Like goddamn. Hmm. AEW, you gotta do better. You gotta do better. Yeah. <laughs> so let's lead into this match. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do that because uh, we got so. One of the things that uh, disrespectfully classy Marky Blasky wanted to talk about. Well, the last thing he wanted to talk about was Starcade 1983. So, um, all right, I, I actually just started the Patreon video version of this. So, if if you if you're a Patreon member, you'll be able to see the video of us as I hit play on it. But uh, basically, it's Ric Flair versus Vader from 1993 Starcade for the WCW World Title. The thing about this match was, and I'll throw it to you after that, the thing about this match that made it really important was the Nature Boy had put his career on the line versus, you know, Vader's championship. So Vader's the champion. Nature Boy Ric Flair has got his career on the line. So if he doesn't win, he's going to have to be retired. Well, we've seen that gimmick a million times. Now, I want to say something about this as I am hitting play on it and uh, disrespectfully classy Mark, Marky Blasky and I are watching it. Uh, I don't have the sound up, but uh, one thing about this match Man, this crowd was popping. They were popping yeah. on everything. And they were yeah. loud. This card was not great. Don't get me wrong. But this match right here, this crowd was popping. So yes. I, I throw it at you as yeah. we see Vader and Harley Race, who was Vader's manager at the time, making their way to the ring. All right, y'all. So y'all heard Halloween Havoc, okay? By this point, y'all heard Halloween Havoc. And this is this is how you should do this type of match. So if y'all really rewatch this whole pay-per-view, even just the promos, you see how they did the limousine interview and getting out the house with me and Gene and stuff, just like Cody did against Rhodes. This is why I say they waste that, because I really don't have that type of investment with Cody. But a year or two down the line, I do. But if you look at this, this is everything. Ric Flair really may not wrestle anymore. Now, we all know it's bullshit in hindsight. But at this point, it's like, dude, he is everything to WCW and the NWA. He is wrestling to a large part of the world. 
And we've got a guy, Vader, coming from Japan with Harley Race, the fucking man. So he's got dual. He's got Japan coming in, looking like a mastodon with cybernetic head and shit. He's got Harley Race, the baddest motherfucker on the planet. And then it's Ric Flair. Ric Flair is, is, is tattered. He's torn. And you've got this fucking beast there. And you look at Ric Flair coming out. Looking as only Ric Flair can look. Got the fireworks going. Got the road going. He got yeah. he got a great reaction. I mean, it was yes. these people are into him. Babyface Flair. Remember, he had already gone to WWF and had come back. So yes. you know, I mean, I think the, the yeah WCW fans at this point are very happy to see Ric Flair back. Yes. And you look at it, and it's just like, wow, this might be the last time we see the purple robe and the fucking bleach blonde, the platinum blonde hair. It's just like, dog, robe, yo, this motherfucker right here, Ric Flair can do it, okay? He lost that Halloween habit. Does he still have it, you know? Does Tom Brady still have Does Peyton Manning still fucking have it? Does Drew Brees still have it, okay? And this is what this match is. I remember this as a kid. I was just like, I remember I had family members like fucking on the edge of their couches waiting for this one match. Okay. And this is the type of stuff we don't get in wrestling at all anymore. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, and part part it, of it is because we know it's a work, but but I agree with yeah, you. You yes, don't yes. you don't see this much anymore. Right. And even though, and I think as wrestling fans, we don't let ourselves let it be a work. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at all the people who will tell us, like, oh, that's fake, oh, right. but, like, cry at fucking Grey's Anatomy and shit. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, right, right. So it's like, we need to allow ourselves to get into this, you know? Like, and and that's what I don't I don't think people will allow themselves to do this. And I think that's why a lot of uh wrestlers these days have to do this crazy shit to get over, it, you know, and then all of a sudden they'll let that veil down after a bunch of crazy moves and shit and say Okada is like the great psychologist, greatest psychologist of all time, and it's ridiculous. You know, Ric Flair has just put his life on the line. This is how I feed my fucking family and shit. That's all he really had to say. And bam, there's the stakes right there. Uh, Shawn Michaels said, you know what? I'm going against you, Undertaker. And Undertaker's saying, hey, this is my life's work. The streak is everything to me. I've won titles, but this is everything. So if I have everything in this at WrestleMania, you got to give me a reason to go after it. And Shawn Michaels said, my career. My titles, my intercontinental titles, my matches, my my reputation is going to go against you. This is what this is like. And you wonder why. And you wonder why people were into that match. It's for shit like this. This is Ric Flair, y'all. Like, there's going to be a point when Ric Flair is not on this earth anymore. And we as wrestling fans are going to cry our eyes out because we know this is greatness. And this was 1993. He's like Babe Ruth. He could have retired in 88 and been a first-round Hall of Famer in the front room. Okay? Would you agree with that, Mike? Uh, you no? Okay. 
Well, <sighs> phrase it, phrase it to me again. I don't want. I don't want to no, no, miss. I'm not it. saying at 88 he wouldn't be number one of all time. I'm just saying, Ric Flair, 1988, with everything he's done up to this point, at that point in 1988, NWA champ, U.S. champ, all that would have been a first round Hall of Fame. Uh, when you say first round, I'm I'm guessing you mean first ballot, like uh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, First yeah like it like like if you were to take it in football that's that's why i wanted you to clarify if you were to take it with yes. football like in football yes. you have to be retired for five years before you're eligible and then after five years if you got in on your first try, they call you a first ballot hall of famer yeah even by 93 he was first ballot there's no doubt in my yeah. mind i mean yeah, he's been around yeah there's no doubt i mean he's first ballot hall of famer just based on his years with crocker promotions and uh yes. you know through yes. 1988 Absolutely. yeah yeah, no doubt. Yeah, most definitely. So now we're up to this guy, and he's going in, and it's just like, how the fuck is Flair going to beat this big motherfucker? Who essentially, I mean, Vader's whole style was like a mixture of Japanese strong style mixed with being uh, a fucking football player, right? Like, he's going to oh, yeah. potato you. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just going to do whatever, and he's just going to be as athletic as a motherfucker. Look at that. Ric Flair tied up. Boom. Flader's like, Vader's like, get the fuck off me. I'm going to chase you. Come here. Come here, you little platinum blonde bitch. This, like, this, was, this was something else, man, watching Flair. You know, he's the, him work as his face against Vader. I hadn't seen this in a long time. And when I watched it, I was like, damn, man, it was something. Because, like, on Saturday night in, the in you know, 87, 88, he's a heel. Um, he's a he's a heel, but the people pop for him sometimes like a baby face. Right here, he's a goddamn baby face, and yeah. the oh, people are popping down. for him left and right on different things. Right, and the fact that Vader dominated Sting before this, you know what I'm saying? Vader was annihilating people. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like the only person we think that can take him out is just Ric Flair. We don't know how he can, but it's just Ric Flair. He's got to win. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, he's like, like, you know, even watching this back, my whole thought process was, damn, you know, I knew – I knew who the winner was going to be, but I was like, there's no way they let Vader beat him here. Flair's got to beat him because, you know, it's his career. And, you know, all Vader's losing is the belt, even though the belt is prestigious. But, damn, we can't see Flair go away. And we especially can't see him right. go away when he's a, when he's <laughs> this baby face. Um, so it was just incredible as we watched that spot right there where, let me tell you something. Flair chopped Vader a bunch of times in this match. Holy shit. Yeah. The pop. Off of Vader's chest, like a damn cannon going off. That shit was a sonic boom off yes. that nigga's chest. Oh my god, man! And can we talk about when Vader would do like his little flexy arms and shit, like just a fat ass? Like I would do just like, like dude, yeah. that's all that, bro. Like yes, <laughs> you know. But it looked good because he's a big bastard. Boom. Like if Vader just hitting him, and those are like potato shots. Like Vader is just hitting the shit out of Flair. <laughs> Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone talked about this on What Happened When. Uh, I think they covered it a while back. I don't remember when, but man, Vader is in there throwing those live rounds at Rick's head and stomach. Right. And man, 
Vader could slug with the best of them. So give Flair credit for taking a beating here from Vader. Yo, yo, uh, Vader's thinking he's in there with Cactus Jack and shit. Like, dog, not everybody could fucking take body blows from like a 400 pounder. Like, God damn, dude. Like, get it. Oh, Vader was Vader was a brutal dude, bro. Brutal. Right. But you know what? That's what made it real, and that's what we, that's we enjoyed. What... And look, I don't have the sound up on this matches we're watching it, but I'm telling you, the crowd was reacting to everything. Especially, yeah. I'll turn it up on the pinfall when we get to it. Especially the pinfall. The closing Woo! sequence was incredible, and it was simple as can be. Bruh. When the pinfall, like when we get to the pinfall, I'll tell you exactly what two of my family members did during that pinfall. Cause that I've never heard my grandma's house so loud in my entire life. Okay. Like, fuck. <laughs> and look at Flair. Look at Flair getting this nigga. Like he's he's giving him them goddamn fucking receipts right there. He's like, nigga, you gonna get this shit. Look, <laughs> you gonna get this. Chop. Punch in the fucking side of the head, nigga. Look. Uh, and then Harley Race. Harley Race got on that nigga. Look at it. Harley Race like, get in that fucking ring, nigga. Take that shit. I done taught you better than this, but you just been in the ring with pussies like Ricky Steamboat. You ain't been in the ring with fucking Harley Race. This is Harley Race with fucking weight. <laughs> Oh man! Look at did you see that suplex right there where Vader brings him in and just throws him over? Jesus Lord! Knowing knowing he has a badass back and shit like that, right? I mean, guys, look the fact that Ric Flair broke his back and then came back after six months is ridiculous. Like his back does not look like the letter S; it looks like a swervy fucking road in Arkansas. Okay, like that shit hurts. Y'all wonder. Y'all wonder why he was on painkillers and shit? Look at these fucking matches. Okay? Like, fuck. That's what I'm scared about Darby Allen for, for right now. Because he's going to bust his fucking back just like that. Doing that stupid-ass coffin drop. This is... Yeah, he that coffin drop was... was God, the first time I saw that, I posted it on Twitter. I was like, good Lord. Look at Vader throw those freaking live rounds. <laughs> At Rick's head. He was clubbing the piss out of Rick. Oh Mike, my God. Mike, how many concussions did Rick Flair get in this one match? Uh you're the medical doctor of the two of us. Uh all I have is a bachelor, so I'll let you tell me. Yo, I'm saying at least three. At least three. <laughs> at least three. He took a whipping, bro. Dude, Rick Flair is a tough son of a bitch. That's he really I is. Yeah, I was really scared when they said he was in the ICU and shit. I was really scared we were going to lose him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What was it, a year and a half, two years ago, right? By now? Yes. Wow, now, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and just a sidebar. So, you know, I told you I got all my, you know, Mike knows my, my wrestling belts and shit that I have replicas of. Dude, I got exact replica of the Georgia Television Championship, the one that Garvin and, and Roberts had. And I got the damn Mid-Atlantic. Because of you guys, I got that Mid-Atlantic championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's so cheap looking compared to everything else. But I love that thing. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Thank, th- thanks to us. We, we, we're causing you even more money. 
<laughs> yes, yes. That's why I'm the Patreon of Patriots. La Patreon. <laughs> La Patreon of Patriots. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Man, well, I'm I, I, dark I, marks with all my marks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, no, we, we thoroughly appreciate it. Uh, we really did. God, look at! Oh! Did you see that? Right, that that Vader just flew it through at Flair. Look, I'm t- the video of this is going to be up on our Patreon page. So if you're a patron, uh, just go to the video version of this because we're kind of watching it along as we talk. Yeah. And freaking Vader just threw a right freaking club at Rick's head. Oh. And right he thing. had six concussions off of that one shot. His brain yeah. rattled around in his cranium, in his skull, like a pinball yeah. machine off of that one shot. And this is this is what I say about Vader. Long, you know, God rest his soul. I, I love Vader as me as too. You, um, you know, the whole thing with heart failure with him is, guys, he has had heart failure for a long time. I don't know how frequent he went to the doctor, but uh, chronic heart failure is a very and sadly insidious and deep disease in a lot of baby boomers and folks these days because of a lot of undiagnosed, untreated or um, unmanaged uh, high blood pressure and such. And so that's what got Vader in the end is just end stage, what we call end stage heart failure. Um, And a guy with his risk factors being that big and stuff like that, you know, it's sad, but that's, that's the sad reality of that disease. You know, if you don't get control, Oh God, that was, now that was a botch. Yeah, it was a botch. Tony, Tony Schiavone covered it good on, um, Tony Schiavone covered it good on commentary because when I was watching this uh, a few days ago, Tony said, oh, he barely caught him. So, like, he he Tony covered the the fact that Rick barely caught him coming off the top rope. Yeah, but you and, were, then he, and then they repeated it. Right. <laughs> but you but you were saying about the the heart failure. It was, uh, it was yeah. uh, you yeah. know, the, the risk factors were there. Yeah, and and it was there, you know, a big guy. I don't know how well he took care of himself. A lot of those wrestlers didn't go to the doctors and get that stuff taken care of. And a lot of men don't like to take medicines for their blood pressures until they're debilitated and shit, and then it's too late, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, man. So I, I really do feel sorry for Vader cause, and his family because, I mean, he was such an important uh, part of – I mean, really, you, I, like, I mean, he was the big heel of the 90s. I mean, we can all kind of agree on that. It was like him, Kane, Undertaker, Sid. I mean, I I just remember the first time I saw him come out with that goddamn mask on WCW Saturday night. And and I remember seeing it going, what the fuck am I watching? Holy shit. This guy's badass. God damn. Look at him. And then when he took the damn thing off with the smoke coming out of it, when he took it off, I'm like, holy shit, I'm even more scared. Look how big this bastard is. And then you knew it was, and you knew somebody was going to get fucked up when he took the goddamn mask off. And I was like, God damn, he could beat the shit out of Sting. He could beat the shit out of Scott's diner. He could beat the shit out of fucking anybody, including my dad. I was scared. 
Yeah, he scared the shit out of me, man. That mask with the smoke, and then when he would take the Ooh. big mask off, and he and he and and he just he had that leather mask on, you know, that he's got on in the match with Flair. I was like, this bastard. You know, he wasn't scary to me like Kamala or some of those guys back in the day when we were younger. But goddamn, this era of WCW when he came in, when that mask and that smoke coming out, and just to see him walk around the ring and this big Van Vader, I was like. Holy crap! This is a bad mama jamma. I yes. he he means business. This is world. You know what about thing about him? He's the guy that the minute you saw him before he even held the title, you thought to yourself, "That guy's gonna be world champion one day." Yes, yes. That's the aura he had. And 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 that's what I hate about WWE now is they dropped the ball with Rusev. Cause Rusev had that aura to him. Cause that was like, okay, that that motherfucker right there. That he's got like he's got something. He's got yeah, something. Yeah, he's got something. You know what I'm saying? Now, this is one of my things. That's a guy that would need to go to an AEW and they book him like that, and that shit would get over like a million dollars. Yeah, because he's got something. He 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 is talented, and I feel like they waste him on BS. But you know, he he he's definitely got something. Like you know, there's guys, and that's that's what I was saying about Vader. From the time we, and I'm not trying to compare Rusev to Vader. Um, don't make the mistake. But the the there's guys like when you see Vader, you see him, and you're like, that dude's a star. He's gonna be champion one day. And I agree, Rusev was kind of the same way. Like. Rusev, he's got something. He ain't Vader like got something, but he's got something. Um, and I just, you know, I miss those days as we watch Rick and Vader just kill each other some more. Kill each other. Look at them chops. Like it's amazing. It's amazing. Chops. Holy shit. Like he is just murdering him. Oh God. <laughs> Rick <laughs> flops around this ring and takes a classic beating in this match. And it is great. Again, we don't have the sound up on it, but the crowd is loud for this shit. I'm going to turn the sound up when we get to the finish. As Vader potatoes Rick in the head even more. <laughs> God damn. Concussion number 85 just happened in the corner right there. No, and look at Harley Race talking shit to him. To him. Like, <laughs> this is... You know what the crazy thing is? Is like, you look at him, you look at the headshots and shit, I wonder if you ask Ric Flair today, what were the hardest strikes he ever had? And I would say it'd be like fucking Vader and goddamn Ronnie Garvin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he would, you know, you know who else he would say? Cause I've heard him say this on shoot interviews. He'd probably say, I, I, he, I don't know. Somebody asked him one time uh, a question similar to this. And he also talked about Wahoo, how like Wahoo's chops were just, he, he was Dude. like, God, he said that big bastard would put his hand through your chest. Dude, so when I was like totally like I couldn't get even get out the bed after my surgery, I watched like all of the early JCP shit. Oh my God, Wahoo. I thought he was murdering <laughs> when Wahoo when Wahoo chopped those dudes back then, his hand went through their back. Yes. Yes. Like, honestly, I felt like it was one of those retribute. Like, he was doing that shit for all, like, minorities that wanted to do that to white people. Like, every <laughs> black person, every Native American, every Hispanic that wanted just to hit a white motherfucker like Roddy Piper or Jimmy Garvin and shit. Just like, fuck it. 
boom, nigga, like, fuck you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna chop you for a nation, nigga. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> and then Ric Flair took that shit, and then he went against uh, Ronnie Garvin, and Ronnie Garvin was like, I'm just gonna slap you on your chest and, say, and tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Bruh, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know, well, Flair wasn't underpaid, but let me just say this about yeah, Garvin Chop. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how much I would charge just to take one Ronnie Garvin Chop. Like, if if someone said, we're going to pay you, how much, how much would it cost for us to have you let Ronnie Garvin Chop you one time at his age right now? I'd be like, I need to think about that long and hard. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because it's going to cost a lot. <laughs> No, and not only that, Mike, you know, if you're not like a star or anything, it's like, or even if you're lower than Ronnie Garvin, you know, you're going to get his nuts in your fucking mouth. Right. right? He's dropping those puppies in there. Bruh, Bruh, you're going to have to pay me a little extra money to get my ass whooped by this dude. And yeah, because I got to take some, I got to take some chops and some salty balls all in one. Come on, man. Right. Like I gotta go to the hospital to get fucking painkillers and antidepressants. That's that's what that recipe is. Yep. Okay. There's a life before you got chopped by Ronnie Garvin, and there's life after. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Ric Flair, dirtiest player in the game. Fucking eating that fucking nigga's face. But did is you look at the look at the fans or like like he was beating down Vader right there and he's he's throwing he's throwing haymakers at Vader as Vader's on his knees. And as he's doing it and he bites Vader's face, the fans are erupting. Like I said, they are popping on everything. He's about to put him in the figure four. They are popping, man. These fans are loving this stuff. Yes. And look, Vader done fucked up his fucking mouth already. He got that fucking crushed tooth and shit, that that fucking dislocated tooth. And fuck, that adds to it. And that's the great thing about injuries in the ring. Like, when you see little shit like that, when you see the lax, when you see the juicing hard way, hence why Tennessee has been known for juicing hard way and shit, it makes it look real. And these motherfuckers keep going. They ain't got mouth guards. They ain't got fucking gloves on. Nah, these niggas is going. They wrestling. They like men. They fucking get me. You got an issue. I got an issue. Nigga, I'm going to fuck you up. But if you fuck me up, Nigga, that's the end of it. You the better guy at the end of the day, right? And if you the baby face, you walk off. If you the heel, you gonna bitch about it. Guys, wrestling is fucking simple. Just like you say, Mike, in the words of Kevin Sullivan, it's not that odd, guys. It's not that fucking odd. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me get that one queued up. Here it is. It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. It ain't that hard, bro. It's really not. It's really not. It ain't that fucking hard. It's not that fucking... And look, he's in. He's in an impossible situation. Look at Vader. He's in the situation. Like, the figure four. And look, Harley Race is trying to cause deterrence. Because he knows what's going to happen. He's been in the fucking figure four. He's lost to Ric Flair to, for the world title. And he's like, I gotta get my nigga out of that shit. And look at that. He's disrupting it. And look at Ric Flair getting that baby face fire, but 
But fucking Vader is like, God damn it, here, take my fucking boots, shut the fuck up, you little old nature boy motherfucker. I am the 90s, I am everything. You thought Ron Simmons was a motherfucker. You thought Snake was a motherfucker. You ain't come against a Vader. I think they, I think, I think they're about to work to the work to look at him throwing those elbows oh, at God. Rick's face. Look, Jesus Christ! That that's like fist and elbow, like with a pad. Like he's like, you couldn't take a bionic elbow, take a Vader elbow, motherfucker. Like, I think it's this is a this is this is the finish. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for everybody. He's he's about to throw the elbows, and here's the finish. Well, right to the look at this. Vader driving the knee or the elbow into the face. Oh, this thing is. This thing is just full of drama and emotion. All the fans standing in unison with Rick Flair to, uh, with that figure off. four leg lock, but it didn't work. Vader going up to the top again. He better get up there and not waste his time. It's, oh, it's going He's going all the way up. The big man's going for it up. Moonsault! Oh! Here it comes. Incredible. Absolutely incredible on Flair. Flair with the cover. There it is. Wait a minute. That finish was so simple, and you heard the fans react. So simple. I got into that shit just now. And look, look, the battle-torn baby face got the fucked up mouth. He put everything on the line. Everything. His family's future, his future, the only sport he has ever done. And that is Ric Flair. That is the man. That is why he is the greatest. Woo! God damn it! Oh, yeah. Again, patrons, go watch the video version of this. You, this was just, I'm telling you, I rewatched this a few days ago and I hadn't watched it in a long time. And it just was really good watching Flair. You know, Flair, we think of Flair as the dirtiest player of the game. And he's this, this heel from the eighties and did these diabolical, diabolical things with the horsemen. And they broke Dusty's leg and, they yes. did all these. They caused all yes, this injury, sir. and here he is, his baby face, and he Dang. he he fought valiantly. He took an ass whooping to Vader, an ass whooping to Vader. Ass whooping, and, and he did, and he did it because he out wrestled Vader, and it made sense. And you know what? I don't need him to stay out there eighteen minutes or something like that. It was like I was there in New Orleans with. Daniel Bryan when he fucking won it all and it was just like god damn it he did it because he wrestled he did it against all odds he's Rick fucking Flair he done been through it all and here it is and I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened 
the uncle I was talking about in the first podcast, he fucking like stood the fuck up the minute he got him for the pin and his beer, some of the phone came out of his beer. One of my other fucking uncles, he fucking slammed the fucking beer on the ground. We all went nuts. My grandma went nuts. I fucking lost it. I was like, yeah, Rick. And then looking at that just now, it's just like, fuck, this is it. Because this right here, right now, y'all don't understand. It's like that culmination as a man's life. Like when they tell you you was good, but you're not good enough now. When they tell you, yeah, you great, but you're not that great. And then all of a sudden you say, fuck you. I did it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah. You know? I I know. It it literally, when you watch this, what you just said speaks for itself. It's like, damn. It does. It does. And you ain't got to explain it, Dave Meltzer. Okay? You ain't got to explain it. That match right there didn't get fucking six stars. You know what it got? It didn't get stars. It got over. That's what mattered. It got over. I actually think Meltzer gave that match four and a half stars, and there wasn't a goddamn flipper dive done with the exception of the missed, the missed uh, moonsault, if you want to call that uh, a flipper dive. Other than that, other than that, freaking Vader beat the piss out of Ric Flair for 25 minutes straight. That's yes. what, that's what made it great. And then, and then look at it. Look at it. Look at Vader. He's still like this backstage thing. There, he's getting his heat back. He's like, I listen to you, Harley Race. Fuck you, nigga. I, if I would have just boloed this nigga, I would have been done. Right? And he's fucking going nuts. And fucking Ric Flair said, I use everything I got. I use everything. And here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna go into this little rant right quick. Y'all. If you as a per and I'm sorry when I'm just gonna come as a man, right? And I'm gonna come to the real men out there like Mike and everybody on BTT and all that, right? If somebody tells you you can't do something, you say you can. And when you can do something, when you do do something, and when you do something great, and people say good fucking job, great fucking job. I didn't think you could do it. Fuck yeah, I could do it. Because that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? That's what the fuck I do. There have been people on this earth that are there with their families for this past Christmas and the previous Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving. If it wasn't for me working with them, doing everything I knew and doing everything I can, they wouldn't have walked walked out. I've been in situations where people have been doubted by doctors that they can live through one day and I stayed up all night and they walked out of a hospital after they got CPR in my ER and then all of a sudden they could kiss their kids on the way out. I did that and I don't need to thank you. I just need to know that you could kiss your son and your daughter on the cheek one last time that's what this moment is and you don't need to explain that you don't need to explain that because if you're a real man if you're a real woman and you know what you're doing and you know what life is about this is what this match is about and you don't need to explain it 
This uh, is why I love this fucking pay-per-view. The, uh, actually, just the main event. Just love this main event and just say, fuck it, yes! You know, all the odds against you, and as a man in America, you go above and beyond and say, fuck it. I don't give a fuck what you tell me. I don't give a fuck what you say the odds are. I've defied the odds. I am that 1%. I am that miracle. I am that exception. Then, God damn it, bam, I got my fucking belt. I am the champion. I'm goddamn motherfucking Ric Flair. The stealing, wheeling, woo, kiss stealing, son of a gun. That's what that dude is. He doing that Ric Flair drip, 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 right? <laughs> and he going to the Marriott and doing all this other shit. And that's what this match showed you right there. Vader coming in with his fucking, you know, fucking Mastodon, fucking smoking skull and shit like that before Stone Cold, goddamn robotic shit, Harley Race, fucking greatest man, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And then all of a sudden he is just like, damn, he still is Rick fucking Flair. That's fucking storytelling. That's fucking psychology. That's something I can relate to. Kenny Omega, I don't give a fuck what facial expressions you do in the fucking ring do you relate to me i don't give a fuck what happens to the video game that i've never played before but i know what real life is and when real life people come to me with problems i try to fucking solve them i try to give them the best fucking quality of life they have and guess what you can't deliver that shit boom so as we get ready to wind down, as we got to the end of this, this was an emotional match for Ric Flair and, and Vader as well. But I'm going to play the post-match interview with Ric Flair. Yes. Mean Gene is actually in the back, uh, and he's with actually Flair's kids and Flair's wife at the time. So is that Charlotte? Is what? Is that Charlotte, the little girl? That's Charlotte and Reed, yes. Oh, so, that's, oh, that's kind yeah, of yeah, and that's in the two older kids are, are behind him. But so it, Rick's family's back there and Rick's going to come in and like you never see Rick this somber. You, you I mean, I don't say never, but rarely. So let's go to Rick. Li, listen to how like somber Rick is and how emotional he is. And look, if he's working and faking it, that's even better. Here it is. Listen to I know, it. right? That's Thank you very much, Tony Schiavone, Jesse the Body Ventura. I don't mind telling you, this locker room is absolutely ecstatic. Nature Boy here with your family. Beth, good seeing you. Happy holidays. And what a happy holiday it turned out to be. You uh, you really took it uh, to Vader tonight. I just can't believe it. You got caught in the mush pretty good there, too, Rick. Well, I'm going to take him by the moment, obviously. But I, I did not really take it to Vader. He took it to me. He's a great wrestler and a, a great champion. I was... Um, Boy, put him out. You know, really overwhelmed by the support. And, uh, you know, first time I've ever had my family on TV, so it's a big deal for me. Thank you. All right, I can certainly understand. I can certainly understand. Beth, uh, we don't don't see you and the kids uh, all that often at an event uh, like this, but uh, certainly I'd like to get your thoughts and your impressions of, of everything that happened. Obviously, you're delighted. Yes, Jane, very delighted. It's, it's... It's just an honor, and to happen here in Charlotte. It couldn't, I mean, you couldn't pick a better place in the entire world. No, no, we couldn't. All right, well, Beth, happy, happy New Year to you. Happy holidays <laughs> to the family. I don't know, Sting, if I can bring you in. I don't want to bring, here's a guy that's gone up and down the road with the Nature Boy many times. As you know, Sting, history was made here tonight. 
the 11th time that this man has become the WCW Heavyweight Champ. You know how tough it is to get that title one time or two times. I'm telling you, congratulations, Rick. I, you know, I said it one time before in Baltimore, Maryland. We had our battles with the world title, and I said it before on live TV. It was a pay-per-view. I said he was the greatest world champion of all time. <clears throat> and it's obvious. I mean, I'm, I'm about ready to get emotional just like him. You are amazing, Rick. Truly amazing. Thanks, Congratulations. You deserve every bit of it. I hate to say it. I, I was almost betting against you, but you did it. You pulled it off. All right, uh, Ricky Steamboat, you and uh, Ric Flair through the years have had your differences, but you've also been on the same side of the ring. You know something, everybody? This stands before you. History has been made. This man to be world heavyweight champion for the 11th time, and for me to stand before you and all the fans that are viewing in this presence gives me great honor, champ. All right, we are running short of time. We're going to have to leave the air here momentarily. Your final thoughts as you reflect back on not only this match, but your entire life in this great sport. I have been a very, very fortunate man. I'm right. And can I tell you something, Ric Flair? We have been very, very fortunate to have somebody like you grace us with your presence, my friend. We love you. Ladies and gentlemen, from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Starcade 93, for Jesse the Body Ventura. For Oh, did Mean Gene just not put that whole segment over? I mean, it's like it's his two greatest rivals just said, man, we couldn't do it, but you did. You were the pinnacle of what we went against. And you did what we couldn't do. Man. Pretty fun. I, I I don't know how else to say it, man. It's a different side of Rick. He was at a right. loss for words. You listen to the Saturday Night Show every time. I mean, he's never yeah. at a loss for words. Yeah. But here he's at a loss for words. So that ought to show you the emotion that he wanted to portray. And like I said, if he was faking it, he did a damn good job because it seemed real as fuck. Yes, it did. It did. And it was... And it's moments like that when I see why people say Jerry Lawler is great because it's one of those like, God, fuck, I hate you, Rick, but I love you at the same time, you know, because it was like, fuck, like, I believe that your family is there. They're just mortified. Like, they didn't know what was going to happen. Okay. Now, I don't know why it's looking like a crime scene investigation in the background. With the plastic and shit, like it's Dexter Dexter Morgan's uh, fucking kill room, but <laughs> Tony Schiavone talked about it on his show one time. I can't remember <laughs> what he said though, but yeah, they've got plastic. They've got plastic wrapped on all the walls, and the only thing I can figure is, you know, I, I, did they think they were going to be celebrating with champagne or something in there, and they didn't want to get in all over the wall? I have no clue what the hell is going on in this dressing room, and it's not just Rick's dressing room. It's um the Vader, Vader, the, the other one too. It's yeah, it's pretty damn bad. They got everything wrapped up. I guess they thought these wrestlers were going to come here and tear shit up. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's but, pretty crazy when you look at it. But this was, and this is how, and and this is what I'm saying, everybody. If if Cody would have drawn out the Dustin Rhodes thing, went into the MJF thing from the Dustin Rhodes thing, 
and had Chris Jericho go against the Moxley or go against somebody in the inner circle or go against somebody else, really build it to where two forces collide, almost like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, who kind of bounce off each other, but the stakes were never high. And then Cody Rhodes getting that, um, that, that world championship, just that, Fuck you, WWE. Look at where I'm at. He didn't believe in me. And then Jericho fucking grinding me down, mowing through everything. Hook or 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 fucking crook or whatever. And then coming there and couldn't beat Cody and put everything on the line and bam! Got it. Because a real man does what he's got to do to do what's right. For everybody he cares about. And at that point, Ric Flair did it for every hardworking blue collar. For the first time in his life, let's be real about that. Blue collar guy that knows what that's like. When people say, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Or you can't beat this person. Or you can't go through it. You're too old. You're too short. You're too fat. You're too stupid. Whatever. And said, fuck you. And went through it. Yeah. I can't add. This was great. Yes. And that's it. Right. And that's it. Because it's just like if, if anybody doesn't see how this is like stone cold. Right. Stone cold. Broke my neck. You're not good enough. You're not charismatic enough. You don't relate to the people. You don't do this. You don't do that. You're not great in the ring. You're not as polished. You don't have the charisma. Bam, bam, boom. And you go through all those, man, and then bam. Nah, nigga, I did it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. And, And this is one of those underrated moments in wrestling history is this moment right here. Because this was one of the first times ever where I was with somebody, with a lot of people in my family, and it was like the Super Bowl. Like, I, 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 it felt like the Super Bowl. It felt so satisfying to see this. And that's the pale. And we don't get that in wrestling anymore. We don't. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar should have been so much more of a payoff than what it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of like for like that is a year ago now, and I I don't you know I don't even think much of it. I think I think more about the Kofi match and Kofi winning the title than I do Seth. (laughs) And and the thing is, like you're right, I we should remember more that Seth quote unquote slayed the beast, and I don't I just don't. Well, I don't know if we think much of it. I, I just, I don't. I just don't think. Maybe some people. Maybe there are people out there who do, and it's just not me and you. But I'm with you. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. It just. I don't think much about it now. Yeah, and it's sad. And it's sad. And I think yeah. that's a product of our culture. I think that's a product of WWE and everything. And um, and and I go lie. You know, when Kobe won it, I was glad when Kobe won it because, you know, it. As as a black man and um, as a person who who really embraces his heritage, <coughs> rock, um, 
it, it felt good to see to see a guy who had been there for so long putting his ass on the line every night, every day. I've seen him in house shows and stuff, and him winning that and his kids were there. You know, that's a moment you do not get in the WWE a lot at all anymore, which is sad. I don't know why you don't get that anymore, mm. you know, but yeah. you need that. You got to have that realism. You you have because every other sport has that. You know, when you see these MLB players, when they win the World Series, you're like, God, you can tell that's a boyhood dream. You know, being in Little League and then all of a sudden they win the World Series. And then you see LeBron and you see Kobe, you know, God rest his soul and all these other guys. And you could tell this is all they wanted to do. Or even with every Super Bowl, when you actually pay attention to the players, when they say this is all I wanted to do was win the Super Bowl and, and just show my kids that I'm a champion. What it is, let me tell you what it is, and this is probably this is my this is my last thought on it. Uh, ABC used to do the thing back in the day, uh, Why World of Sports, and it would always start with you know the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, and like uh, this moment right here encapsulates the thrill of victory. Like yes, you know, yes. and he was so emotionally invested in that thrill of victory. If he'd have lost, the agony of defeat would have been de- defeating, you know, nonetheless, obviously. But it's the thrill of victory and that emotional. Uh, relief that I won and you do see it with Super Bowl champions you do see it with NBA champions you see it with all of that and you 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 don't see that in wrestling anymore and you should because it should be a thing where you're so thrilled and and you're so happy that you won and you should be moved to tears because you you accomplished it and you met that moment in time and you achieved you know like back in the day when Flair, I think when Flair beat Race that first time, um, you know, you think about it, he stood there and he was basically moved to tears in the middle of the ring as they put that belt around him. And I yeah. said this to Doc a yeah. bunch of times. He became the world champion and he acted like it meant something. Well, one, because it did mean something to him technically, but he was working also to know and the fans could feel that emotion and it, again it goes back to emotional investment and that's that thrill of victory and not having the agony of defeat and knowing that hey i'm a world champion now and you can never take that away from me and that, that's what is missing yeah. and those celebrations are yeah. mi- definitely missing in the back yeah and i ain't talking about cheesy hokey horse shit like you know celebrations i mean something that's real in an instance like this would have been or was with rick you know he had won his 11th world title but you see the emotion in him right there his family's back there jeans back there walking him through it stings back there being modest all that in one was a perfect end to a perfect match in 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 my personal opinion because this this match in my opinion was definitely perfect i don't know if it could have been any better because it had everything it needed to have it had the emotion it had the ass whooping it had vader kicking his ass and rick triumphing uh, triumphantly winning yes. in the end and that's Abs- all it needed absolutely yep and i'm with it, it. Was, and you know looking back like it, you know just to bring this back to the lsu season it was you know, one of the reasons, and you can back me up on this, Mike. One of the reasons why that LSU win um, that the country doesn't know is, is that when we beat Alabama, that was honestly, to me, I, and I can understand why the national championship was number one, but number two for a lot of folks, but number one for some folks too, like me, was 
we beat Alabama. That was that monkey off of our back. That was so fucking satisfying to do it in Tuscaloosa, in front of the president. One versus two, just like we did in 2011. We beat y'all on the biggest stage. Fuck you, motherfuckers. And when we beat Clemson, we were like, oh, y'all beat us in 2012. Fuck you, motherfuckers. We are Death Valley. We took it from you, and we made it something great, and that's it. Because we know we're the best. We know what we do year in and year out. Just like Ric Flair, just like what y'all chronicle in the show. Every, every episode, right? Y'all should, I mean, it's one of those things. Rolex should never go to Ric Flair because he permanently has the Rolex (laughs) all the time because it's not fair. Yeah. Right? The only person that comes close to Jim Cornette and like Arn Anderson. Right? And it was like, holy fuck, this is the man, dude. This is the legend. He, I don't know the next time we're going to see a Ric Flair because we certainly haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the yeah. crazy thing with with the fans these days who are looking for The Rock, who are looking for Stone Cold, who are looking for all these guys is You've got to get invested in these guys, and you've got to suffer with them through the losses, okay? I've got to suffer through losses. I've got to suffer through heartache. You've got to suffer through all that, and then, bam, it it fucking pays off. Hence why I say, Cody, they wasted that buildup to Jericho so soon. Right, because you you can't let that go. You cannot I let that go. I can't. I can't, dude. Because you can't. It's there. Because there's only so many times where you see guys like that. Even in WWE, it's just like Kevin Owens. It's like okay, he won the Universal Title as a heel, and he was celebrating like a face. And it was like, well, fuck, you're a fucking heel. Like, what the fuck? No, I hate you, nigga. Like, no. But people like we deserve it. You deserve it, and it's like fuck you. No, he doesn't, because he's an asshole. He didn't even win it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like what the fuck? (laughs) You know. But like years and years and years of loving and hating and loving and hating, right? Or take it with Jerry Lawler, right? When he was going against the Miz, it was like, fuck, love or hate him. Jerry Lawler is one of the fucking dudes that I wouldn't fuck with. And he came so fucking close. And he lost. He's won every world title out there. And he couldn't grab that one. Man, there's something to be said about that. But the young people these days, because I'm old, young people these days, they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with the foreplay. They don't want to go up with the story. They don't like the foreplay to set up and shit like that. Man, fuck all that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassy. We are two hours and 15 (laughs) minutes into this thing. What else we got today? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's That's it. it. (laughs) <laughs> Woo! I gotta go back to work. I got. I got. I gotta get back into my doctor mode. This is the only thing. This is the last thing I will say. Uh, let me do some uh, 
public service service announcements. Um, men out there um, who listen to uh, this podcast, you know, as an HIV provider in the rural South, look, the epidemic is down here in the South. It's for real. The top 10 places with new cases are all in the South, South Carolina, over to Arkansas and down South. Um, if you, if you're, fucking straight, gay, whatever, if you got wives, if you got husbands, if you got side pieces, whatever, and you know you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, please go to your doctor, get screened, get tested. There's prevention meds. You don't want to spread stuff that can cause a lot of um, issues in people. Uh, HIV, which a lot of people don't know, is an independent risk, risk factor, meaning that, hey, if you've got it, just because you've got that disease, whether it's treated or not, you're up for heart disease. You're up for heart failure, just like Vader did. You know, all these things. Get tested. Talk to your doc. If you're negative, there's a lot of things we can do for prevention. If you've got a disease, go get tested. Get it treated. And don't and protect everybody you're with. Okay, so men out there, I'm not talking to women, I'm specifically talking to men. Go to your doctors, talk real with your doctors. We don't give a fuck, okay, because we doing the same shit you doing. Trust me, okay, <laughs> man. Talk to your doc, get protected, get tested. Don't be stupid, don't be scared. Nobody's gonna judge you because guess what? Doctors, nurses, we the same fucking people. And you know, I'm a doctor right here talking to you. I'm a fucking wrestling mark like a motherfucker. Okay. And I just started off this podcast with goddamn women that I would like to fuck dirty. Without a condom. <laughs> that, that, right. As Without he a gives condom. the PSA okay. on, on HIV. <laughs> right, right, right. But guess what, guys? I know how to protect myself. I know how to do the meds and all that shit. So guess what? I can get away with that shit. But talk to your doctors, guys, and get out there, okay? And that's my public service announcement. One love, one peace. Boom. What you want me to do, Mike? Nothing much at this point, man. I appreciate you doing the show again. I appreciate your patronage each and every month as one of the big-time sponsors of this show. Had a good time. We talked Vader and Flair, Starcade, 1993. I mean, I think we closed it out as good as we could. You went through the top five chicks you would love to bang, and then some, as you had some Hall of Famers in there, and some others that could have possibly made the list. And uh, you talked about NWA and NXT, and we talked a little AEW. Hopefully, we didn't overkill it. I really enjoyed the, literally, we went almost an hour on Vader and Flair. So there you go, man. Good stuff all the way around. Really fun show. Uh, we'll definitely do it again. Like I said, I had people asking me uh, when you were coming back in the Facebook group. So for all of those folks who were asking me when disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie was coming back, there you go. He's back and he's better than Please. ever. Uh, and that's it. Or not. <laughs> all right, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie. Do me a favor, hit Harper's tagline, and take us home. Boogie, bitch!